The devil does not need to work at all when people are so willing to do his dirty work for him. Although he preached it as the work of God, few men have caused as much evil as Thug Barak. I was born in 1996. Were you? <laughs> well, Thug Baram was born in 1765. What? Noob. Ah. Yes, today we're talking about the life and times of Thug Baram. The Life and Times magazine of uh, Thug Baram? Baram. Bur- it's Baram. I Burnham? did the research on the Bo pronunciation Burnham? of this one. And uh, ah, for once, did. we got <laughs> right, I did it, yeah. Pronunciation research. <laughs> that ongoing joke will be dead after death. Dead day. within a month. Within a month, yeah. So close to retirement. <laughs> but enough about death. Let's talk about life. Uh, born in 1765 in northern India, Thug Baram was one of eight children. He was born into extreme poverty as uh, the whole country was facing extreme poverty at this time. India was controlled by the British East India Company, so we all know that story. Um, they were they they've left the country in shambles. I'm not going to go into the whole story in history. Every, of the yeah, I think we British know. They traded silk and spices and yeah, 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 yeah worth yeah, yeah. two trillion in today's yeah. dollars, which is so company of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Anyways, Thug was originally born with the name Thag, um, <laughs> which is uh, Thag. Yeah, but it turns into Thug. What um, later? As an adult, you know uh, what they say: as you age, Ace turn to you. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Doesn't no, sense. the reason his name is Thug is because he was born into a cult called the Thuggies. Oh, so, yeah, not the Thaggies. <laughs> not the Thaggies. Cult right. slash gang would be the best way to describe this group. Oh. So, before we continue with the story of Thug, it's important that you understand the group of the Thuggies. Thuggies. <laughs> Nah, the Thuggies are they're a religious sect that date back to the area to the era of Alexander right. the Great. So they're oh. they've been around for a while. Uh, How the, long? That I think was like the thirteen hundreds. Couple hundred When's years. His birthday? Couple hundred When's years. his birthday? Couple hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do uh, that much research then, did you? <laughs> the group is now considered a cult rather than a, a religion. Pretty much has always been considered a cult. Uh, this is due to the inconsistent structure and the dogma of the group. It's not, none of it's, there's no books or writings on what they actually believe. Love in a good all. dogma. Different members had different beliefs within the group. Uh, the group formed as a combination of Hinduism and Islam. Um, so the Hindus from India started to interact with a lot of the Middle Eastern Muslims. And they started trading ideas and working together. And uh, a lot of these people, well, all of these people lived in pretty bad pop. Uh, poverty at the time so they kind of got together and became more of a community based around a loosely dogmatic religion their origins are really unclear they functioned as a secret cult but there's really not good records of how they it all truly started so back to thug uh there's almost nothing about his childhood that we know of i tried yeah i looked i looked as much as deeply as i could into it there's hardly any books written on him um there's just there's nothing on his childhood, so I had to look into as much as I could about the group, the cults, to understand him. Uh, the Thuggies, they also they worshipped this goddess uh, Kali. Oh, the great Kali. Not the not the great Kali. He was from India uh, as well, but 
Uh, it eggs. Punjabi? Is Punjabi a country or is that oh, an adjective? Think Punjabi is a country? I don't think it's a country. Come on. You're going to cut that <laughs> for your own sake. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Punjabi I'll make my own show. <laughs> All right, relax. Relax. Everyone uh, relax. The thuggies worshipped Kali, not the great Kali, a goddess, um, who was considered the mother of the universe and destroyer of evil. I think I said that weird. The destroyer of evil. You said that. You said that. Uh, yeah. The group held up numerous superstitious beliefs. They believed that the success or failure of their cult was going to be determined by pleasing or disappointing Kali. Uh, well, yeah, you don't want them to slap you in the head and knock you out. Her, it's a goddess. Oh, God, the goddess. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. pronouns. <clears throat> Living in uh, 2007, folks. Living in 2007. <laughs> so the group believed that they had to serve folks, Kali by acting out her will and destroying evil. So they considered them. So they called themselves the children of her sweat. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Mm. Uh, so yummy. Let's talk about Thug's <laughs> life and how he lived the Thug life per se. Thug um, life. It's the basic Thugonomics. Thug. Is it? Anyway. Is here's here's a question. Yes. Is WWE too embedded in our psyches at this point that we? can't get away from it whenever we think of something related <laughs> yes is that what it is i can't escape it it's always if there's it comes always up references. it's not it has to it's come so back in it's your so head. clearly it, it has it hit so many genres you can't escape oh man it relates to everything furthermore maybe maybe because like when you're little you're staying up and you're watching it as the last thing before you go to bed right Right. So it's then it's just it's the it just churns it just churns in your brain <laughs> all, your all night when you sleep every week. To, right. Yeah. So everything is embedded right. into that. <laughs> That's interesting. Maybe we should do a show on that. How about unsung, nah. anyways? Thug Unsung Thug Baram. So Thug. uh the thuggies operated as gangs of highway robbers tricking and then they would later strangle their victims. Their victims you'll have were, that though. Yeah, I mean that you'll have. <laughs> uh, their their victims were people that they deemed evil. So Thug grew up in this cult, jumping between different gangs within the larger group. He was paired up with a guru, as all the younger members were. Uh, and this guru would teach him his many beliefs. Uh, he had taken part in uh, these murderous rituals, I guess you could call them, and developed his own set of beliefs around it. Thug believed that individuals deserved to die in a manner he thought was humane. That was through strangulation, of course. Right. Because that's not painful at all. Right. He also believed that they should not kill women. Now, this is interesting. He had a very specific group of people he thought they shouldn't kill. Women, children, lepers, which also included other people. People they should not kill. Yeah, shouldn't kill. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lepers are disabled people. Musicians, uh, Europeans, uh, elephant drivers, oil salesmen, and cattle owners. Uh. I don't understand the elephant driver's part or the oil salesman. That there's no specific reasons behind. It's pretty that. self-explanatory. <laughs> well, I, nope. Uh, the cattle owners, <laughs> though, was because of the the Hindu beliefs surrounding. Um, Aren't elephants beef. sacred too? Yeah. Maybe, but why the drivers? Why is that? A, I don't know. Maybe because they took well, care of them. Because the elephants bonded with them and be mean to the elephants psychologically. Right. See, fair enough. Uh, Plus, they needed the ivory for piano keys. That means the musicians, right? Women and children to bird the musicians and be the musicians. 
children aren't the ones birthing them, hopefully. Um, Anyways, uh, yeah. so Thug designed a proper <laughs> ritual for murder, which meant the, the method he used was finding victims who had money or wealth to be robbed, taking them to a serene and isolated location, explaining why they must kill them, often sedating them, and then strangling them with his cummerbund. With his cummerbund. Yes, his cummerbund is mentioned a lot. Uh, so after Thug's guru died, he became a guru himself, and several uh, young men in the group went to him for his advice and his beliefs. So his beliefs started to resonate with this group who saw him as a leader and a figurehead. So he quickly was crowned as the new leader of the Thuggy cult. Uh, and he had this position for a long time. And he really quickly became the most violent leader the group had ever seen, uh, ordering numerous murders and robberies and that whole ritual thing. Uh, and not just in the group's history, but in the world's history, he became a very, very violent person. The British officers who occupied India at the time these guys didn't stop the murders because he wasn't attacking them, and he claimed to have been only killing people that they deemed as evil. So they were killing right. the bad guys. They were keeping the streets safe for them. So they were like, yeah, we'll just we'll let this guy go. Feels like Dexter. Yeah, it's that's kind of it, except for it's a cult of Dexters. <clears throat> right, but like they're just like killing people who they think should be killed, but right. are also murderers themselves. Yeah, they're being like the moral... Ju- I don't know, it's weird. I'm trying to think of a pun for cummerbund and strangle, but I can't. Yeah. I was going haber slashery, <laughs> but that's slashing. That's not, you know... <laughs> that's not a strangling, so... Well, uh, Thug became known as the King of the Thugs. That was his new nickname. Uh, Word life. Right, right, right. <laughs> so Thug and... I wrote Thug and the Gang, <laughs> with, would uh, join caravans of travelers. So this was like, this became their signature method for killing people. They would hop on, there'd be caravans, like hiking across India to get to different areas. So they would join these caravans of travelers and they would just act as fellow travelers, get to know the people for a couple days. They would travel like hundreds of miles with these people. Right. Befriend a lot of them. Nice to meet you. I'm Thug and this is my (laughs) gang of friends. No, they would pretend to be different people. Nothing to be suspicious of. Well, at this point they were infamous. So everyone knew their names. So he had to pretend to be different people. And so they would get to know them, um, befriend a lot of these people, pick out people in these caravans that they wanted to kill. And then at night they would very quietly lure the individuals into the secluded area uh, where two thuggies would hold them down. So they'd be, they'd be held down on their stomachs. So one guy would be holding their legs. The other guy would be holding their arms stretched out. And then Thug would get behind them with his cummerbund. And he had attached a medallion to it to help twist it. And he would wrap it around their right. necks, twist the medallion, and, and, ah, yeah, and strangle them. <clears throat> and then afterwards, for some reason, he would stab their eyes. And there's no, <laughs> there's no well, reason. Nobody really knows why he started doing that. But he would just... They'd be dead, and then he would just stab their eyes out. So Just for fun. Right. Know. Maybe he had, like, sight problems, and he was like, I'm jealous nah, of Nah, he's, come on. Nah, come this on. guy's sane. Nah, come on. So, <laughs> <laughs> the murderer who goes around stabbing eyes? What do you mean? <laughs> the- <laughs> Sounds perfectly fine to me. Nominate him to the Supreme Court. <laughs> nice. nice. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so the group became so violent that, <laughs> that locals refused to leave their homes out of fear of the thuggies. Thug Baram had been in charge for a decade at this point, um, but the culture started to change. So the cult grew very large, and the younger members weren't as concerned with the religious elements of the group. They were more focused on money because really the poverty got so bad that, and this group was wealthy because they had robbed thousands of people. 
that the poor kids would just join this gang, not because they believed in sure. the dogma that he believed in with Kali, but just because they're like safety and money. Makes sense. Right. Yeah. All gangs right. now. It's all gangs. It's just a gang. Uh, but they had, right. you know, religious beliefs. So these, sure. these new members disregard Thug's rules about women and children and elephant drivers. And instead, they robbed and killed whoever that they wanted. And this provoked the British to finally get involved. They're like, nah, we're not having that. So right. this guy, Sir William Henry Sleeman, he's a British officer. He was a high-ranking official uh, at the British East India Company. He was the one who was tasked with taking down the thuggies. His plan? Get the king of the thugs, Thug Baram. Thug Baram. He's a regular Frank J. Wilson. Hey, episode two, episode two, episode two, episode two. Episode two, episode two. <laughs> so Thug Baram was made an, uh, was made an offer <clears throat> uh, by the British. They offered him immunity if he turned in the names and locations of the 50 highest ranking members of the thuggies. So um, he agreed to this because he knew he was likely going to get caught soon. And the cult that he once adored and led was becoming something else. They were becoming more murderistic. So at least, I mean, this guy was true to his dogma. He didn't want to just kill aimlessly. He was a murderer like Dexter, but he at least wasn't like he wanted to end it once they started killing children and women. So I don't know what to do with that information, but there's that. I mean, there's some morality. Yeah, I don't know. He's still a soulless empty person. But despite... Strangler. Yeah, strangler. In the despite, despite agreeing <laughs> to a plea deal with the British, he was arrested along with his associates. Well, yeah. Right. By Sir William Henry Sleeman in 1938. <laughs> so, yeah, he was like, yeah. Or 1838. Yeah, 1838. Sorry. <laughs> so, he was told, yeah, yo, you'll be fine. We won't do... You'll be safe as long as you end the whole cult. And do do I just sign here and then right. you hold up that end of the bargain? Yes, we are the government who will right. hold up this right. end of the government document. <laughs> You're safe. <laughs> so Henry Sleeman catches the, one the guy, William Henry Sleeman. And uh, so Thug gets sentenced to death. And two years yeah. later, at the age of 75, um, he was hanged the way, you know, I mean, it wasn't strangled the way that he strangled people, but right. that was the way he died, you know, lived by the sword, well, by the sword. If he got the old kick off the stool, he might have just broke his neck. Right. If it was a, one of those where they rope you and then they pull up the rope and then you just slowly strangle. True. Those are uh, worse, True. I'd say. Yeah. That one's worse. Yeah. Look, maybe it's just me, but I think the slower the death, the worse it is. Unless it's painless and slow. Like, go night night. Oh, how's that? <laughs> Painless, <laughs> slow death. <laughs> right. Anyways, right. even that would not be good, though, because it's, like, slow. And you get, How would it be painless on it. if it's slow? Either way, uh, after right. he was arrested, Thug confessed to having murdered 125 men and having orchestrated the murder of uh, 900 people. So he, he is responsible for over 1,000 murders. And he's considered to be one of the most prolific serial killers of all time. Um, following his execution, the thuggies, you know, they collapsed pretty quickly and then they went extinct. And so now the word thug, as we all know it today, you know, is it means criminal as we use in slang term. That comes from thug, uh, thug baram. Yeah, or dog so, whistling. Either yeah, way. Yeah, well, uh, it goes all the way back. To, we don't know the origins of thuggy, but the word thuggy got shortened into thug, which meant like a criminal, which he he took the name and embraced it. And now it's just used as slang all over the world. I mean, I mean, 
It's an Indian term. Thug's just one letter. Thug's just one letter away from hug. And what did he do but hug people's necks very hard? Very hard. Yeah. Very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Thug and hug and tug. T hug. A tight hug. There That's it is. It yeah. That's what it stands for. There it is. Well, his name was Thag at first. <laughs> right, Thag. <laughs> but he's like, I'm not hagging people. I'm hugging them right. tightly. Right. I'm yeah. hugging them tightly. <laughs> so that is the story of Thug Baram. Thug Baram was born into a world of crime and violence, justified by twisted spiritual beliefs. He spent his entire life murdering and robbing to please his god. His charisma brought him power, and he became one of the world's most horrific serial killers. As a product of his righteousness, he became the violent monster of whom he so longed to rid the world. I did it, dude. Well, that was Thug Baram, folks. Creepy guy, too, if you look at his eyes. What, the Night Strangler? <laughs> the Indian Night Strangling Cult leader? <laughs> right, yeah. That guy's creepy. You think that guy's creepy? The guy who was born into a murderous cult and became right. a leader? That's weird. You guys, uh, you guys like tea or coffee better? Ah, coffee. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm drinking coffee. Cough, cough. You guys like real plants or fake plants better? Honestly, fake. <laughs> Yeah, they look better. No they spiders. Don't, yeah. you have the water. No, no mess. Die. Even the dirt's yeah, fake. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But all the oh, aesthetic. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Unsung. We'll be back next week with two new stories. Be sure to subscribe if you like the show and leave us a review to let us know what you think. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher. Wherever you get your podcasts what? is what, how most people Wherever say. Wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. Or Apple Podcasts. That's, because be, yeah. that's yeah. the only one yeah. people yeah. use. Unsung is researched and written by Ryan Muskin, production, and original music by Levi Rainey. Tis Tis I. Uh, (laughs) Episode 10 is good. Is good. Well, it's not recorded yet at the time of me saying this, but... We assume it was good. (laughs) The content is interesting, so... Do what you want, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Five-star review. Bye. Bye forever. Bye forever.